Hey, and welcome to the Stories Unveiled podcast, where we talk about the purpose in every story and how to live in freedom from your past. I am your host, Ashley Sears, and each episode you're invited into a conversation about real life between me and a friend. I believe if an issue is addressed in the Bible, then it's important to create a safe and supportive space to discuss it. While some of these conversations are not easy, I do believe they are worth it. If you like what you hear, please visit our ministry at storiesunveiledconference.com. Thank you for joining today. This episode is brought to you in part by Pure Desire Ministries. Lives and relationships are being destroyed by sexual brokenness, pornography, and betrayal trauma. Pure Desire believes you were designed to live a life without sexual brokenness and the effects it can have on your future. After working with men, women, and churches for over 20 years, Pure Desire has developed a comprehensive plan to breaking free, healing relationships, and getting your life back from sexual brokenness and betrayal trauma. Through recovery and healing groups, a clinical program, and partnerships, Pure Desire is helping the church effectively address unwanted sexual behaviors, betrayal trauma, and the impact of sexual brokenness. To join a group, start counseling, or get more information, go to puredesire.org. You can take your life back from sexual brokenness and betrayal trauma. Start your journey of healing today. Welcome to episode 14 of the Stories Unveiled podcast. This is our very first episode of season two, and I am so excited. If you are just joining us, I would love to invite you to go check out season one. We had some incredible guests with some amazing stories, some about loss, healing, forgiveness, and so much more. In this coming season, we have more wonderful guests who are coming on to share how God is moving in their lives. We ended season one with me and my husband's story, and in that episode, we referenced Pure Desire Ministries. I'm so excited that they are partnering with us this season as our official sponsor. And in this episode, to help kick off season two, I had the great pleasure to be able to sit down and have a conversation with Trevor Windsor and Nick Stumbo from Pure Desire. In this episode, we sat down and chatted about their stories, their involvement with Pure Desire, and how understanding our stories helps in our healing journey. Nick Stumbo is the executive director, and Trevor Windsor is the marketing and communications director for Pure Desire Ministries. Together, they have a podcast where they tackle the hard issues around healing and recovery, betrayal, and sexual addiction. Their passion is for helping those affected by this, and I am really excited to share this conversation with you. Welcome, Nick and Trevor. Thank you so much for being on the Stories Unveiled podcast. Super yes. glad to be here. Yeah, we're Very excited. Much. Yep. So I am so excited to have you guys because I've been on your podcast and a couple times, actually, mm-hmm. and my husband and I have shared our story on... Uh, the podcast and another video that we did. You guys have partnered with the Stories Unveiled Conference. Gosh, I think every year since we've started. Um, But this is the first time you have been on our podcast and you are the podcast sponsors. So we are so excited to have you guys here. So thank you. And I was thinking, you know, Trevor and I have done like over 300 podcasts for Pure Desire, but have you and I ever been on someone else's podcast together? No. Oh, I love so that. So this is like, yeah, this is like first time for groundbreaking. Is what this is. Yes. <laughs> it's a whole new era. I love that. I love it. So let's just start by having you guys share briefly about what your roles at Pure Desire are. Yeah, so I'm the executive director and I've been here about seven years and just have taken the, you know, Pure Desire was founded by a guy named Dr. Ted Roberts and was kind of a typical 
organization led by a founder and everybody knew Ted. And so my role really since coming on has been to lead the team, but to make it much more about the team and, you know, not to be the next Dr. Ted Roberts. And so we're really just trying to build the reputation of the ministry and how we help churches and people uh, find hope and freedom over sexual brokenness. Awesome. Yeah. And I'm the marketing director uh, here. I've been here for six years, um, came in, it's more of a video and social media guy, but um, pretty quickly, Nick and I started doing the podcast and stepped into some leadership. So I'm on the executive team with Nick and I tell people, and this is probably not the right word, but I tell people that my team, the marketing communications department gets to do the like sexy stuff of ministry. We get to like do the social media stuff, the website, the video, the podcast, like all the, all the things that are fun and creative. Absolutely. That's awesome. So tell me a little bit about your guys' stories and what led you to Pure Desire, both as staff members, obviously, but have you been through groups with Pure Desire? Yeah, you know, I've joked to a lot of people that this isn't exactly the job or career that when you're playing basketball in the back, you know, on the driveway when you're eight years old, like totally. someday I'm going to grow up and work for a sexual integrity ministry. <laughs> this is my dream job. I, I think a lot of us had to be like uh, tricked into it, but I, more led by our story is, yeah. is the truth. So yeah. uh, I had been a pastor. I was a pastor for 15 years and all along that time had an on again, off again struggle with pornography. Uh, that kind of one of those stories where every time was going to be the last time I was sure that I'd figured out the last loophole that had caused me to trip up. And I was being fairly honest with my wife as much as I knew how to be. So she was aware of the struggle. Um, and of course, I was convinced it had nothing to do with her. And if she just understood, she wouldn't be so upset by it. Mm. But we really came to a breaking point in our marriage where I had to understand or I had to come to see that I was the one that didn't understand how much pain I was causing in our marriage. Uh, but really, we didn't know where to turn for help other than to just keep trying harder, mm -hmm. you know, for me not to go back to the behavior. And it was really in the midst of that season where we were on the verge of separation because of the pain it was causing my wife when we encountered Pure Desire, actually as an offer from the denomination that I was a part of, said to us as pastors that if you're struggling with online pornography and it doesn't involve things that are illegal, um, or with other people, we want to help you and we want to keep you in ministry, which is even to this day, a pretty rare and unique offer for district uh, denomination leaders to make. And so uh, my wife and I heard that offer and started the program. I would say I started begrudgingly. She started very willingly and excited. Uh, but over time, God transformed my begrudging nature into really excitement because it was truly different than anything I, I'd experienced before. And that from the get-go was doing counseling with Pure Desire's counseling team, but also being in groups. So for myself being in groups for the men who struggled and for my wife to be in groups for the wives who'd been betrayed and having not only that community and support, but also having kind of the depth of understanding what was going on in my thinking and in my brain and in my past that was all connecting to this unwanted behavior um, was really life-changing. And so at the end of that year of counseling and groups, my wife and I shared our story with our church. Uh, that was That's a whole other story I could share at some point, but that really started an avalanche of healing groups in our church where we started Pure Desire Groups for Men and for Women. And I, I'm not overstating it when I say that it became the most significant discipleship ministry that our church mm -hmm. ever did. I mean, it was really what our church was being known for. It was what uh, was impacting people most deeply. And through that um, story in our church and in my life, uh, I wrote a book called Setting Us Free, 
that also led to ongoing connection with Pure Desire, uh, eventually speaking at a couple of conferences. And then in 2016, when our founder, Dr. Ted Roberts, was diagnosed with Parkinson's, they realized the need for transition of leadership uh, and felt that my wife and I were the right uh, pick for that. So that was 2016. We felt called. I I tell people I felt just as called to come to Pure Desire as I felt called to go into ministry. And so it was just really clear that this is what God was leading us to. And, And at that point, once we'd experienced healing, it was kind of a dream to get to be a part of this and helping other people. So yeah. I tell I tell others in my story that the one thing I spent my life trying to hide and ignore is now the one thing I spend my life telling other people about. And I, I think that's a story that only God could write. Absolutely. Trevor, what about you? Yeah. Uh, for me, um, I had struggled with, I had a porn and love addiction from a very early age, um, early, a little bit before my teen years and, uh, going into ministry, I was a youth pastor. Um, and I'd had family working for pure desire at the time. And I had two parents come to me telling me that their kids were sexting each other. And they're like, what do we do? And I said, what all good leaders say in that moment, I have no idea. And I went to a Pure Desire event. Actually, that's where I met Nick for the first time. Um, And it's just funny because that tends to happen where we go a lot quicker to help someone else, but not to help ourselves. So that's what drove me to go to this event. Mm. I remember seeing, I believe it was a group of guys from Canada who'd been through Pure Desire groups. And for some reason, their interactions were so unique. Um, They knew everything about themselves. They were talking so deeply about their relationships and their friendships and how well they knew each other. And to me, that stuck out. I've never had relationships like that before. Uh, So I went to go get resources for youth and ended up coming back with a video series to get us going at our church for specifically men. From there, I got a lot of buy-in from um, being on staff at a church always helps when you're introducing um, ministries like this, recovery ministry in a church. The elders were on board. I started a group. I picked, I handpicked 11 other guys that I knew would just be consistent. I had no idea that all 11 of them exactly needed this group um, for them. And this is when I knew, I'll just tell you this quick story. This is when I knew that the Lord's hand was on pure desire. I was texting, trying to text a guy on staff here um, about starting group. And I accidentally texted a brand new guy in our church who had had 20 plus affairs and was just in the middle of a divorce and had this huge addiction that was going on that he'd had for 40 years. And I accidentally texted him about starting our group. And he goes, oh, maybe someday I'll be cool enough for you to tell me what this is about. I'm like, well, okay, here's what the group is. And uh, within seconds of me texting him that he texted back and said, it's been a problem I'm in. And to this day, he's remarried, living in sexual health, and his life's been completely changed. And I was like, okay, I accidentally texted the wrong person, and this is how somebody gets involved. So anyways, from there, recovery started as I was getting married, and I'm so grateful for that. And then uh, within a year and a half, a position opened up at Pure Desire, and I joined. So, And I would just say recovery didn't stop when I joined Pure Desire. It's just progressed. I've continued to grow and learn and develop in my own health even more so after being on staff. That's awesome. Yeah, I can speak to that too a little bit having my husband, Asher, who you guys know. Um, his, you know, I tell people he leads groups for Pure Desire and uh, Nick agreed it's one of the single most um, important discipleship 
men's groups at our church. I mean, there's men's groups, there's women's groups, but no other group like this goes as deep and forms the bonds and the relationships, especially male relationships, um, lifelong, you know, friendships. Uh, but he's leading groups for pure desire and, you know, people are always like, oh, so this is, you know, so he did struggle with this. That's great that he's able to like live in healing and recovery and lead the, lead these. And I'm said, you know, yes, but his recovery is not necessarily complete. It hasn't like come to completion. Yeah. He still is working on health. He still, mm-hmm. I, you know, I wouldn't say that he doesn't even struggle. Like they're good days and bad days, just like everybody, you know? So, yeah. Yeah, we try to say, you know, it's a process or a journey, not not an event or a one-time thing. And I think especially maybe for Christians, we want it to be, I went to the retreat or I went to the camp or I went to the altar and I dealt with it, now it's done. And it's like, but the reality as human beings is we're all sexual beings and yeah. no matter how healthy we are, we're still human beings who are, you know, flawed and we're still sexual beings. And so you put those two together, like this is a lifelong journey and definitely, hopefully, of more more health, more freedom, you know, more growth, but still an ongoing journey. And I think it is important to make that distinction of this isn't just something I did. This is something I'm a part of, and God is continuing to use it in my life. Yeah, absolutely. The The one thing my husband and I didn't really love talking about, and for sure he did not like talking about, is literally what we talk about all the time. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> all the time. <laughs> Like, how did we get here? It's like start a podcast where thousands of people now know your entire story and all of your sexual brokenness. It's and true. Yeah. It's good time. Mm-hmm. Totally. Um, so talk to me a little bit about the importance that you guys find in sharing your story through your healing journeys. I think, and I've said this story a bunch, um, and I almost feel like it's my responsibility to at this point. In my first group, I remember writing out, uh, we were writing out our full disclosure for the group. And um, the one aspect of my story that I never wanted to share with anybody was that I had a same sex experience Mm. with another guy when I was, it's somewhere between 10 or 11 years old. And it was shortly there, it was shortly after I got exposed to pornography for the first time. Um, And it was just curiosity, um, but it was something I carried incredible shame over. And I remember telling the story to these guys as I'm reading my full disclosure and I'm shaking and I can hardly contain it. And I remember I made it through the full disclosure. And as soon as I finished, two guys in the group out of the six, like turned to me and said, hey, man, me too. And I remember in that moment, and I I still to this day, I can remember the physical just manifestation I felt of God's love over me that um, this one thing that I was taking to my grave is actually um, something I'm forgiven of and something I don't need to carry shame over anymore. And so what I learned in that moment was that my story opens the door to other people sharing theirs and also them sharing their story brings healing to my own life. Mm -hmm. And so I've seen that continually over and over and over again. Um, And the reason why I share that story is because there's usually at least one to a few things that is like the deepest, darkest secret we have when it comes to our sexuality. And ironically, it's telling those stories that tend to open up more vulnerability from other people and that bring the deeper healing. And so that to me is why, and it's funny from my first pure desire group, I knew how important stories were and sharing mine because it could be so impactful for me and the people around me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. For me, you know, when we went into pure desire, um, I was, you know, not only a pastor, but I was the lead pastor. And I think there was very much an ideal in my mind, and maybe this is created in a lot of churches that 
this isn't the level of vulnerability a lead pastor, a senior pastor should have in the church that you kind of deal with your issues somewhere else. But then in the pulpit or in church, you're, you know, you're doing a job and people need to see you as wise and mature. And, and I think that was kind of my perspective that I wanted to get healthy for me and for my wife, but you know, kind of wanted to move on. Like, man, we're healthier. Now I can be a better pastor. And I remember we were about month 10 or 11 of our counseling. And um, in one of those sessions, Dr. Ted Roberts said to me, he said, okay, you're ready. And I said, great, ready for what? And he said, you are ready to share your story with your church. And I'm like, nope, I am not ever going to be ready for that. Like we're getting better and we're moving on. And, and he really had tried to cast this vision with me to say, Nick, this is going to be a huge part of your legacy. Mm-hmm. And in that conversation, what he asked me, he said, Nick, if, if you struggled as you have with all the advantages that you grew up with, because I grew up in a really stable Christian home, godly parents, I mean, still flawed, still sinners, and I still have, you know, wounds and issues like anybody else. But, but I had all the advantages of a godly home and good parents and supportive siblings. And, and he said, if you had all that and you struggled, how much more do you think men and women in your church that haven't had that kind of an upbringing may also be struggling? Yeah. And he said, if, if you share your story with them, you will open the door to their healing versus if you don't. They'll just assume that you're perfect and have it all together and it will further cause them to hide and ignore their own shame and behaviors. And and that was compelling to me. I realized there was truth in it. And so, you know, sharing my story started in an uncommon way that it wasn't very much one to one. It was like I'd, I'd been in a group with five other guys. I'd been in counseling with Ted and Diane Roberts, but nobody else knew. And the first step was like at a weekend service with our church. And it was cool. I mean, I should, there were other people who knew because like my elders were aware. And that's how it happened with our church that at a weekend service, I shared essentially my healing journey with the support of my elders and my district superintendent sitting in the front row. But I, I opened up that door to say, I've been addicted to pornography. And I asked for their forgiveness for failing them as a leader in that area. And then in sharing my story, I asked for their help to start groups for men and women in our community that I knew were struggling. And, and it, I think, really created that moment in our church, really where we shifted into being a culture of grace, because it quickly created that environment where people felt like, man, if, if you can be the senior pastor and be honest about your story to that level, then, then it's safe for me, too. And I think it just right away told everybody it's safe to be real about this specific area that for so many you know, when we talk about being real and vulnerable and authentic, those words sound good. But when you start to venture into people's sexuality, it's like, whoa, like we didn't mean that. For, we yeah. didn't mean that real. Like, we meant real about like your anger or your anxiety. <laughs> but when people start to get real about something that's so core, like our sexuality, I think it just shifts the, the room or the mindset. We're like, oh, like we're really going to go there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're going to get that personal. But that's also why I think it's so incredibly healing. Yeah. Um, and, and even then, you know, after seeing that great response in our church, I, I kind of had that mindset of like, whew, okay, we did that, now we can move on. And I just felt like God said to us, no, I, I want you to share your story. And the, the word that I feel like he gave me in that season and that I keep telling people is, I, I think God told me, if you will be faithful to share your story, I will be faithful to use it. Yeah. Uh, that it wasn't my job to manage people's response, how they felt about it, what they did with it. Yeah. My job was to be real about what I could share and be faithful to, to tell that story and then to trust the results to how God wanted to use it. And I, I would really say, even after all these years, 
I still feel that of like, if I'll just be honest about the story and what God is doing, I just watch God do amazing things with it. And it's like, wow, I, I never would have expected yeah. that. But it's phenomenal how our story just opens the door to other people saying, like Trevor did, well, me too, or I've been there. I understand mm-hmm. what you're saying. And now I'm moving towards healing in my life. So yeah, uh, that was a bit of our story. You know, something too, I'm um, just remembering, I've heard our founder say it, um, that one of Satan's ploys is to infect as many people as he can with the same disease and then convince, convince them that they're the only one that struggles. Yeah. And one of the best ways to combat that is by sharing the story, is by saying, this is where I'm at, is by saying, you're not alone. And I think it's really important too. And, and Ashley, I don't know um, what the demographic is of your listeners, but this is something that's not just a man's issue either. Right. This is something that both men and women struggle with. And, you know, research and statistics are showing us that there is a, a uh, increasing rate of women who are using pornography. Yeah. And so I think it's something that not just having people share their stories, but also making sure we're covering like both genders when it comes to this struggle and really making sure that women don't feel like, oh, this is a man's issue. So if I struggle, there's double the shame. Right. Um, really trying to open both doors for people to see that. Absolutely. No, you're right, especially now. And because maybe all that was talked about was pornography addiction with men that it seems as though it's a man's issue a man's struggle and you're right that's not the case and my demographic is primarily women although there are men that listen to it so that's really great worth noting nick i want to ask you you were talking about your story and you kept using the word safe and you said change you know culture change kind of the culture within the church is that where your book safe came from yeah, that was a lot of it. And my first book was Setting Us Free, which was much more my personal story. And for my wife and I, what we had to walk through. So Safe was looking a little more at our church's story because I I think it was pretty remarkable that we had a reputation in town of like, well, that's the porn church. And if you want to talk about porn, go to that, go to that church. It wants to be known as the porn church yeah. or the porn pastor. Well. But, but I think it was that level of reputation of, man, they deal with real yeah. stuff. Yep. Yeah. And if people walk in and know, well, they deal with that, then it's almost like, well, everything else must be safe too. Um, and, and really the, to give away the punchline of the book, it was trying to wrestle through that we'll never be a culture of safe, we'll never be a safe culture unless we're made up of safe people. Yeah. yeah. The, the cultures are byproduct of the people in the culture. And so I think a lot of churches or communities maybe try to become safe collectively, but if you don't deal at the personal level of mm-hmm. Have I dealt with my stuff so that if someone shares openly with me, I'm a safe person, mm-hmm. Well, we're never going to be as a community something we aren't as individuals. And so just trying to process through how do we become safe people for one another and um, sharing you know, parts of our story in that regard. Yeah, well, it was a great book, and I think you accomplished uh, writing that by going to the core of individual it's also a great title, Ashley. I picked the title. I came up with that. I just wanted Trevor, to just make sure it's really an clear. incredible okay. title. Okay, you did you. such a great hey, job. Nick did most of the work. I just came in at the end and put a cherry on top. That's all. Oh, man. You guys. Okay, so Pure Desire is more than a podcast, although you two have a podcast. People can listen to you every day if they want to. <laughs> there is a podcast, um, but you're more than a podcast as well. So can you guys tell me a little bit about what Pure Desire offers and their resources? 
Yeah, one of the principles that Pure Desire was founded on was the idea that people are wounded in relationships, and so they have to be healed in relationships. That's and good. recognizing that a healing journey needed to include a safe community mm-hmm. where people had the ability to be real and to, to have real accountability. And so Pure Desire really is founded on a group's concept. And by group, we don't just mean a check-in group where I tell people how I'm doing with my week, right. but really a community where I'm learning to tell my whole story process pieces of my past that maybe I've never really connected the dots to how that's impacting my current behavior, um, that I'm being honest with them about what are my guardrails, what's my recovery plan, what am I committed to doing if I do go back to that old behavior. So it's kind of really creating what I think accountability should be. And so we have groups for men who struggle and for women who struggle, Uh, groups for women who feel betrayed. Because if you're on the betrayal side, I know a lot of women in particular, but also men who might feel betrayed can can think, well, this isn't my problem. Why do I need a group? Yep. But the truth is, it's whether you wanted it or not, it's become your problem because you're dealing with pain in the relationship, huge trust issues, and lots of questions about how do I rebuild this relationship or can I rebuild this relationship? And and that's where a group supporting you in the betrayal and recovery process is crucial. So we have groups and group curriculum uh, because we write and print uh, and ship all of that right here out of our office. Yeah. Uh, you could do that starting it in your local church. You could start it with a group of friends. Or we also offer those as online groups because we know that many people may live in parts of the country um, thankfully, like where you're at in central Idaho, there are a number of churches that offer groups, yeah. but not everybody has that kind of proximity to a group. And so we've started online groups for men and women that they could join and go through that experience with other people online. And we have found that to be a healing environment as well. So that, that's kind of the group side. And then there's yeah. more that Trevor could share on. Yeah. I mean, one of the things too, I think um, there is a, a hurdle when it comes to addressing this issue. And so for us, we do also want to offer free resources. Like you mentioned, the podcast, a weekly podcast we've been doing for over six years where we're really just trying to normalize the conversation around this topic, um, both sexual addiction, sexual brokenness, betrayal, trauma, um, really just sex, sexuality, that part of, of our life. Um, and we have, you know, free tools on our website. We have a, a blog that we post two times a month. We're on social media. We're on YouTube, all those things. But some other stuff that we do to really help the church to run this, because one of the perspectives that we carry is that we're not trying to recreate Pure Desire and all these other churches and others, these other communities. We're really trying to equip the church to run their own ministry, to create their own recovery ministry where they're the ones doing the work. We yeah. just offer the structure and the tools and couple things we do with that is we have um, a couple video courses, uh, one that's called Sexual Integrity 101, and that's an eight-week course that really starts the conversation for churches on this and is created to launch people into groups for men and women, um, both those struggling and those betrayed. We have a group leader training course that helps people know, like Nick always said, I don't really understand this phraseology, but from soup to nuts is what he says. It feels like something that's not to my generation, but... Uh, of leading groups. So this idea of what does it look like to start groups all the way to what does it look like to create a sustainable groups ministry in your church. Another thing kind of tied to that is we've been offering um, memberships and partnerships. So you can have a church or individual membership where you have access to this stuff um, and also are able to offer it to people in your church. And then, you know, one of the things that Nick talked about in his story of first getting connected with Pure Desire was 
his denomination's commitment to helping their pastors in this area. So we offer something called the Pure Desire Leaders Program. And it's something that really allows a church, a denomination or a district of churches to really create that covering of healing for their pastors and care for them in that way. And so, yeah, we're really trying to to help the church as much as we can from every angle that we can to address this topic and help their people who are struggling in their church. That's awesome. So where can people find those resources and get in touch? I'll put Pure it all Desire, in the notes. Yep. PureDesire.org. That's the best place to start. Awesome. Awesome. Yep. So you guys have an event every year. Um, like you. Yeah, it's true. And somehow it always ends up around the same time. Yeah. Only stories unveiled would figure it out. We really got to work on that. Yeah, gosh. <laughs> Uh, we should talk to the founder of that organization. Um, I try to get a hold of her every single week. She just doesn't get back to me. Uh, you guys have an event called the Summit, and that happens every September, every fall. Um, yep. Usually, because I don't know when people are listening to the podcast, if they're listening to it in real time or if they're listening to it far in the future. But yes. for these purposes, in 2023... Um, when is that event and tell us about that event, who should attend and how to register. Yeah. So it's September 15 and 16. Um, and what's awesome about technology and this is maybe a a hidden benefit of COVID is that it's allowed so many people to figure out how to do things virtually and online. Right. We do have an in-person event that also has online registrations. We offer host sites for churches if they'd like to be one watch parties. We're trying to make it impossible to not be able to make this event work. Um, But this event is a two day event for men and women who, you know, a lot of people who are familiar with Pure Desire, this will benefit them. If they've been through group, if they've been through any recovery or healing, if they've been through counseling. um, But really this is for anybody who wants to better learn how to manage their sexuality, Mm -hmm. um, how to live in health, because one of the things uh, you learn as you get into recovery is that everything's tied together. It's not just my sexuality, it's my emotions, it's my physical health, it's my spiritual health, and all of that being tied together also with our sexuality. So this event is really, um, the reason why we call it the summit is we're trying to make it this mountaintop experience where people can gather together with other people who are on the recovery and healing journey, be encouraged, realize they're not alone, and just get fed with so much content. Yeah, <laughs> like, like a there's just a lot of a lot of main sessions, a lot of speakers. Um, and this year we have Dr. Barbara Steffens, who is uh, the founder of AppSats, an organization focused on helping betrayed women. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have Nate Larkin from the Samson Society, uh, who's also another big name in the recovery world. So that's awesome. Yeah, and I mean Nick and, and I get Trevor to speak too. Speak yeah, we'll, we'll be speaking, and so so we'll yep. get to hear yeah, from we, you. Yeah, we talked about safe, and I, I think that's what we've heard from people who come is they say it just feels like a safe environment, that everybody here gets it. Like, they get recovery, they get their story, they understand how it's impacted them and others, they're they're free in sharing about it. And so whether you're on the very front end of that or, you know, 15 years into your story, I think you're going to feel that. of Like, man, I'm in a room full of people that get it. And so if you're a fan, what I say is, like, if you're a fan of healing, the summit is for you. Yep. Whether you are on the support side you're a leader, a pastor, or you're on the recovery side, that this is part of your story, 
I think you're going to be encouraged and you're going to go home with a clearer picture of what, what is my role next? Is it helping lead groups, start groups, you know, talk to a friend, share with a spouse? Uh, I think it really provides direction there. And so even if someone is listening to this way down the road, they could probably find everything Trevor talked about online That's right. uh, because we do, you know, keep versions of that on the website. So yep. Yeah, great event if you can come in person and still valuable if you're catching this down the road. Yeah, absolutely. So prior to that weekend of September 15th and 16th, mm-hmm. 2023, get your tickets. How can somebody register? PureDesire.org slash summit. Okay. Um, and Ashley, I believe we've given you a code that you can give people. You should put that in the show notes. Because, or even say it and put it in the show notes. Just double down. Yes. So that we're creating less hurdles for people. Yes. So if you go and you register, yes, I do have a code. If you put in stories unveiled in all caps, that is the code. And what does that, what does that do, Trevor? Gives you a little bit of money off. Yeah, gives you a little yeah. bit of money off. So yep. that's awesome for you. So if you're listening to this, that'll be in the show notes as well. But if you're listening to this, you can register for that event. Use code STORIES UNVEILED, all caps. Mm-hmm. So you guys, I end every podcast episode with the same essential question, kind of in light of everybody's story. And so this one is no different. Um, for the person that is listening to this episode specifically that finds themselves dealing with sexual addiction or betrayal from sexual addiction, what would you tell them? You each, you each can answer. You know, I, I think of a quote that someone said on, on that video series when he was interviewed, he said, you know, I, I feel like I'd tried everything. And then he stopped himself and he said, well, I tried everything I could do by myself mm. and it hadn't worked. And I think a lot of people are in that place where they've, they've maybe tried to change. They've worked on things, even as a couple, it's maybe blown up before and they've, they've done what they can do and they feel like they're still stuck. And they're like, well, what else is there? And the truth is that if, if all you've done is on your own, it is unlikely that you're going to experience much healing because as I shared earlier, this is really a relationship issue. The traumas that we're dealing with are relationally based. And, and when we're stuck, even if our spouse knows what we're going through, if it's just the two of us, we often don't have the community, the support and the tools that we need to really experience healing. And what I would say about Pure Desire is if you've not done a group, if you've not experienced um, what we do, it, it really is different. It's not just more of, well, learn these verses and pray these prayers. It's a much deeper process of understanding what drives you. And I think most people that walk into it don't know what to expect. And so if if you're struggling, you're like, I don't know. Can I trust them? You know, take it from the the word of two guys whose lives have been changed by it and thousands of others that would say, I have been right where you are of going. I don't want this in my life. I've tried to do what I can to change, but it doesn't seem to be going away. I think too many people have just concluded, well, I guess this is just the way life is going to be. And and we would want to say from our story and from so many others, it doesn't have to be. Right. Healing is possible. Uh, a group or a counseling experience can be transformational. And there's more to unpack here than you maybe realize. And so if you're stuck in any level of hopelessness or resignation of, oh, this is just the way it's going to be, I want to, I want you to hear me say there's more. Yeah. There's hope, there's freedom, and, and really would encourage you to check, check it out, dive in, and kind of that question of what have you got to lose if you don't do this? Right. Where, where will you be a year from now? Well, you'll probably be right where you are now, or maybe worse. 
Right. So what have you got to lose? Because what if you could be free? What if there is hope and a method towards healing that you've never encountered before? Uh, we're here to help show you that and uh, hopefully get to see along with you some amazing transformation in your story. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Take this for what it's worth from a 35-year-old white dude, Um, but I just feel like if you're a woman and you're listening to this and you've been impacted by the sexual brokenness of someone else or by your spouse, um, your pain is legit Mm -hmm. and your voice matters. And I, you know, I... Growing up in the church, I feel like I've I've seen, um, and maybe even more so since I've been on staff, this desire to protect a husband's reputation at the risk of missing out on healing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that um, I just think that's bogus. Like <laughs> I think there are consequences to you know the sin patterns and decisions that people make. Um, and I I think sometimes we convince ourselves that you know, God uses suffering. We see it in scripture. God uses suffering to bring about character and hope and, and that's all good. But I think sometimes we talk ourselves into continuing to just adopt, um, the like, ho-hum, I'm always going to be a victim and I can't do anything. I can't stuck. I can't get out of it. And, And there may be people in that situation, in that scenario, but there's, we have far more agency than I think we give ourselves credit for. And again, I've never been a betrayed partner, but if you're in that situation, your voice matters and your healing matters. And um, protecting someone's reputation um, at the cost of you being stuck in trauma uh, impacts far more than just your marriage. It impacts your kids. It impacts your friends, your family, your community. And so I would just say um, it's going to take a lot of courage, but step out and pursue your healing and use your voice. Well, and I can second that. I can yeah. say from experience. So yeah, it, it's not uncommon at all for us to see a betrayed partner coming first. Yep. Yeah, they're hurting and they're tired of the pain and they don't know what to do and they're just looking for someone who understands. Yeah, and they get going whether or not their spouse is ready or ever thinks they will. Yeah, they they start to get traction and it's amazing how often God uses that to create maybe some healthy tension in the home that often leads the spouse into their story or into their group as well. And so. Yep. I would just echo that. Say so you don't have to wait. I mean, it'd be great. It's great when couples can start and do this together. Right. But we often see one or the other is ready. And if you're the struggling spouse who's like, well, I haven't even told my spouse everything. What do, what do I do? Like, just start on your healing and yeah. God will lead you. You'll, you'll have insight into what to do next mm-hmm. if you just start on your healing. Absolutely. You guys are awesome. Obviously, I love Pure Desire. It's a, been, you know, an incredible blessing in me and my husband's marriage and life and everything. And so I'm just super thankful that you guys came on and were able to just have this conversation with me. So I appreciate you guys. I appreciate pure desire and, um, being part of the board. I do serve on the board. So that's awesome to be able to work alongside you guys with that. Yeah. We're thankful for your voice in this area, Ashley. And you know, the number of I've, I've said over and over to people, that's how pure desire grows because, it's effective, it works, and then we have ambassadors that can't help but tell their story, and oh you're one God. of them, so <laughs> yeah. thanks for doing that. Yeah, and we did this show because we like you, yeah. so we're happy to, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, great. Well, thank you guys so much for being on here, and look forward to the next time. Thank you so much for joining us for today's conversation on the Stories Unveiled podcast. We would love it if you would leave us a rating or a review. If you would like to learn more about Stories Unveiled and our events, go to storiesunveiledconference.com or follow us on Facebook or Instagram at storiesunveiled underscore. 
The Stories Unveiled podcast is created in partnership with KTSY and Barefoot Media Ministries. For more encouragement and other podcasts, visit ktsy.org. Have an incredible day and go live unveiled. Thank you.